One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is the Court Today replay on C103. And uh, Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins me in studio from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Good afternoon to you, Jane. And you are very welcome. I've, I've got your microphone on now. Come oh, on. Hello. Hi, you're very welcome. <laughs> OK, uh, let's get straight into uh, questions. Jim, and I promised Jim because this came in at the end of last week. What age should a pup be before they are neutered? He's got a seven week old at the moment who would now be eight. This was last week. Okay, perfect. So um, I think this is a great thing to think about. The earlier we do this, as long as they're mature, the better really. Normally, I would say that a pup is mature enough to be neutered at six months. Okay. Okay. Now, for some very, very, let's say, large breed dogs, sometimes we like them to be a little bit older. So maybe even six, eight. Why? Um, Sometimes they can just take, they mature a little bit more slowly than that smaller dog. Your vet will have their own opinion on when is suitable to neuter, but the vast majority of us would say between six, eight months. Now, later than that is not a problem. The one thing I would say, though, is for the ladies, there's a really big advantage in spaying them before their first season happens, okay, and before one year of age. And And what age would the first season start? First season. In a small dog, sometimes it can be anywhere from eight months, nine months, that kind of thing. In a bigger dog, sometimes it's a little bit later, sometimes it can be just over a year. Yeah, early enough. Um, They're all a little bit variable. Generally, the bigger dogs happen a little bit later the smaller dogs happen a little bit earlier but they don't always read the rule book okay um the really big advantage is that if we neuter them before they're a year and before they have their first season we dramatically reduce their risk of breast cancer later in life and by dramatically i mean over 90 percent so if we get in before they have their first season and before they're a year old we really help their their longevity later because let's say unfortunately let's say lumps and bumps within the breast are a really really common thing and you would dogs. see that in all yeah, the times yeah, all the time well. all the time and it's, it's very serious now I think uh, there's a lot of kind of old wives tales out there that were historical things that at one point in time were thought to be correct like oh let them have a season let them have a litter before they're spayed I remember and that we, one and it was the same yeah, for cats so yeah. they need to have one litter first no, and they don't no they don't they really don't they don't have let's say they don't have a a concept or a need to be maternal in the same way that like unless they end up having pups and then the hormones kick in and all that yeah. that kicks off but no for them 
if you're not going to breed from your dog and I would say unless you've had a serious think about that and it's something you want to do and are very serious about I would say if you're in any doubt or if you know you don't want to to breed from your dog get them spayed and have a chat to your vet about the timings that they prefer but generally he'll be at about six to eight months okay all right and you're doing you're doing the right thing uh, same goes for cats could you please offer advice six month old golden retriever snapping and biting now I've tried ignoring and walking away Mm -hmm. but I'm not having much luck six months of age this is a really, really challenging one. I think well done trying to ignore and walk away is a really great thing. You're essentially just trying to make them understand that if they nip or bite, they're ending the fun, not creating it. The last thing is they want a reaction. So I think our caller has done a really good job trying to ignore and walk away because generally in a vast majority of cases, repeating that every time the play maybe gets a tad aggressive or a tad too rough Um is is enough to dissuade the behaviour as long as you're really consistent with what you do. I think if you're having trouble with snapping and biting at this point, um, it could be two things. It could be play, as in play biting, teething. We're maybe a little bit old for that at six months. Um, it could also be, I suppose, depending on the situation, it could actually be genuine aggression. Although in a young dog, as long as they've been brought up and socialised well, and I think given that our caller has taken the sensible step of kind of trying to, you know, be quiet and, you know, walk away and Which make it really boring. Which is the good advice, Yeah, I, 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 would, I would expect that, you know, this dog is, is very well cared for by the sounds of it and has a very sensible owner by the sounds of it. Um, I would wonder if at this junction it will be a time to get a behaviourist involved. Um, because certainly with a Labrador, they do turn into very big, strong dogs. And if our current strategy isn't working, I think it might be time for professional help. Now, have a chat to your own vet and they'll know who in the local area is available, has the appropriate qualifications is really important. OK, um, there is lots of great advice out there. There's also lots of not so good advice. So making sure your behaviourist or your dog trainer is appropriately qualified and the best person to let you know who they know and have had experience with in their local area is your local vet. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I think find somebody. Uh, yeah. I think before so. it becomes any more of a problem, it might be best just to, to nip it in the bud, as it were. OK. All right. Here's an interesting one from a listener who uh, said, help please with my cat. Um, my cat wanders off, can go anywhere up to a mile or further fighting with feral cats. I've had mm. a couple of expensive of vet bills mm-hmm. including one for where the tendon, tendon was bitten into, into oh the no. leg by the way my cat is neutered but mm-hmm. it's like he goes looking for these feral cats he was back I had him back at the vet again last week with mm-hmm. his nose and eye cut and he's just arrived back in again limping he's, he'd been missing for three days oh goodness this can be a real challenge because Cats will be cats. Because yeah, um, well, usually when they're neutered, they stop that, don't they? They, they do to a certain extent, but yeah. it's like ourselves. Some of us are very adventurous. Some of us like to, you know, stay and have a quiet night on the sofa and relax. So we're all a little bit different and cats are the same. Some will be real home birds, hang around. And as long as they have enough food, somewhere to pee and somewhere to sleep, they have all their resources covered so they won't need, feel the need to roam very far. Others will just want to roam and see what the world is like and they could be the challenging ones. Now, I think well done for neutering your cat. That's a great step. But sometimes they can still get into fights even if they are neutered. Some of them just might rub other cats up the wrong way or vice versa. 
um, or might be invading another cat's territory, particularly if they're traveling quite a long way. And we do know that um, there's been some incredible studies actually done in the UK about, um, let's say, GPS trackers on cats and their roaming area. And it's it's astounding. It can be up to a few miles yeah, and that's their regular for such daily. such a small little animal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which I find totally fascinating. Now, what we can do about this it's a little bit challenging. I think I would make sure that your cat is comfortable in its own surroundings, has somewhere very well defined and safe that it can sleep. Um, if it's indoor or outdoor, has some litter trays inside just so it feels like it can stay inside if it feels like it, it can go outside if it can't. Um, make sure it has regular feeding times and that um, if it's, let's say, being fed with other cats, maybe try feeding it away from them just in case they feel there's any kind of competition for key resources, as it were, just in case there's anything that's kind of freaking yeah, them out a little like bit. Yeah, sounds like he's fighting his corner. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. As for stopping him roaming, there's very little you can do. Bar keeping him indoors. Bar keeping him indoors. Now, a lot of cats will adapt really well to an indoor lifestyle. And if he's causing himself a lot of grief, getting into a lot of fights, it might be best to consider maybe even partially indoors. What I suggest to some 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 owners sometimes when they have this problem or even, let's say, a medical reason why we're restricting their exercise or phasing them back into exercises. um, Try leaving them out for part of the day, but leave them out hungry. Yeah, so they'll have an excuse back. to come back. That's a good. Um, yeah, that's, so that's a that good, may be yeah. something, but it, that it, might it, work. it's a challenge. That might work. Uh, ben in Kilworth, a uh, five-year-old cat, her back leg appears swollen. She is limping in good form. It doesn't seem to be hurt when they're when they're touching it or whatever. Mm. But he's also noticed her skin is throwing, showing through a little bit at her neck. But okay. he hasn't noticed before. Okay. Don't know if the two are linked. That's okay. Um, there's a few things that could be going on here. If it's obviously swollen, I would wonder if there's been a little strain or a sprain. Um, or maybe even a little swelling around a joint. That's possible. Um, so maybe an injury or even something long term that's just flared up like a little bit of osteoarthritis depending on the age of our cat. Five. Um, of five. So yeah. less likely, but still possible. Well, when they're jumping, they could exactly. A bit they of, can yeah, cause lots of problems. Like a sprain. One thing I'd wonder about, and it's actually slightly connected with our previous caller is one thing that's exceedingly common in cats that have previously not been lame and not shown any signs of of lameness is cat bite abscesses Mm. incredibly common so cats have a huge amount of quite nasty bacteria living in their mouths and when they bite something else i.e. another cat it can cause a massive abscess and infection it can make everything very swollen very very sore Um, sometimes those abscesses can burst out as if we're I think either way with the lameness, because there is obvious swelling and lameness and uh, given lameness a degree of pain, I would visit your vet for an assessment. They'll check over the leg, have a feel of the swelling, make sure the range of motion is good and they'll be able to guide you as to what's wrong or if any other investigations are required. So I definitely think that warrants a visit to the vet. As for the the Uh, area of skin showing showing through, that's really interesting. I would wonder if there's any skin kind of showing through anywhere else else on the body it's a little bit of an unusual area sometimes we see that if um cats wear a collar mm. a little bit of rubbing and the skin is quite fragile in that area so i would wonder if it's maybe to do with that but if it's new and they've always worn a collar it could indicate a change now i suppose first things first if there's hair loss i probably recommend just making sure you're up to date with your spot on so your flea mite and lice treatment just in case there is any secret itching going on and um, that's causing a little bit of hair loss 
other than that, I think it might be worth, I suppose, on the same visit to your vet about Just the legs, get them to have a good yeah. look at the skin. You never know, there might be an underlying skin problem, like a localised infection or irritation. Um, and worth, they may just, just worth need, getting it checked. Yeah, worth, worth getting, getting checked. checked. Okay, uh, quick question. Afghan hounds. Oh, they're uh, beautiful. Would Mike, know, uh, Mike in Bantry wants to know, uh, would Jay know, are they very expensive to buy? You know, I haven't come across an Afghan hound in years. They are absolutely beautiful creatures. When my mum was my age, she used to have one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she big has dogs. Big dogs. Yeah. Big dogs, but beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. They have the most long flowing locks um, and they're really high maintenance with the grooming. Not okay. something to be entered into lightly. Possibly one of the most high maintenance breeds that exists as okay. regards grooming because it has long flowing locks. Kennel like Club you'll have to go to? Go to the Kennel Club. Um, give them a call. They'll let you know if there are any local breeders and what le- what litters might be available. And then I think it's best to speak directly to the breeder. But yes, I suspect. Expensive. They're expensive, yeah. And then obviously if you're going down that route, make mm-hmm. sure that you check out who you're buying from. Don't meet them in a car park. Exactly. Don't pick them up at the exactly. and at the last minute. You, you know, they say they'll meet you somewhere. Don't mm-hmm. let alarm bells start to ring. Jane, mm-hmm. is always a pleasure. Thank you for that. Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank Thanks for joining us. That's Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.